Well, the 4x4 the podcast is covers the four-wheel drive family from coast to coast and many different genres of it. It's the it's the YouTubers, it's the overlanding crowd, it's the mud drag people, um, it's the the off-road racers, and it's the businesses. We want to you know get the word out about Canadian-owned businesses, and you know it's um, yeah, it's just basically a one-stop shop to learn about everything about four-wheel drives in Canada. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the talk show where we talk all things Jeep, from trail riding to overlanding and everything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the most important things Jeep owners need to know before hitting the trails. Now, whether you're new to off-roading or that seasoned veteran, there are certain things you should always keep in mind before you hit the trails. From safety equipment to proper technique, we're going to cover everything you need to know to ensure a safe and enjoyable off-road experience. So sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready to learn all about what it takes to be a true Jeep enthusiast on the Jeep Talk Show. On this week's roundtable episode, I asked uh, the listener to give me some ideas for replacement fenders for the Gladiator. Uh, Of course, you may remember they were damaged by someone keying them uh, about three months ago. And I say, why replace Jeep parts with the original when you can upgrade, right? (laughs) So keep in mind, I do want full tire or mostly uh, coverage. I don't like those uh, those front uh, rooster tails uh, while driving in the rain. I am leaning towards the Gladiator LED Rubicon smooth flares and have them painted to match the body color. Now, you know how to contact us. Just go to thejeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you can phone, email, or social media us. Normally, you hear shows mention their Patreon subscribers at the end of an episode. Well, we're going to do that differently today. It will be quick, but it's damned important. I want to thank our first 12 Patreon subscribers. Uh, And these are going to be in reverse order. Randy F. of Houston, Texas, right here where I'm located. Uh, Kyle F. in Erie, PA. Uh, Deborah H. in Page, Texas. Steve O, you you know, we've talked about Steve O quite a bit, in Aurora, Illinois. Craig D. in Discovery Bay, California. Don S. in Rocher in Texas. Larry A. in Bellingham, Washington. Chip H. in Hoopston, 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 Illinois. (laughs) John L. and, uh, you know, he sent me a thing about... trying to teach me how to pronounce this i'm just going to say it the hell i want to say it uh leander uh texas uh bill a and round rock see bill knows how to where to live john he he has a nice pronounceable uh city to live in (laughs) matthew j which is our very first patreon subscriber in mount holly north carolina so Thank you for listening and being a paid Patreon subscriber. You are helping to ensure the longevity of the Jeep Talk Show. You can become a Patreon subscriber. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the Patreon logo at the top of the page. Click it and select the level of support you'd like to provide. You can subscribe for as little as $5. We look forward to adding your name to our list of supporters. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Now, as you know, every Friday is an interview episode, and that is, it's, since it's Friday, that means there's another interview. So, uh, you know, we just love uh, speaking to people, and I'll mention this again because it was just so much fun. One of the highlights of going to Easter Jeep Safari 2023 is I got to meet several of the people that I had done interviews with, and uh, I don't know what it is. It's just nice after you've spoke with somebody for an hour or so uh, to actually meet them in person. I guess this is one of the reasons why Joe Rogan uh, has all his interview uh, guests in the studio. Well, that, and he's got lots of money. You know, I was asking somebody the other day, I wonder what Joe does, because, you know, in California, he was more likely to have a guest somewhere there locally, but moving to Austin, Texas, now uh, these people, I, I don't think they're all in Austin, I don't think they're all in Texas, so is he flying them in? Is that is that part of what he's doing with that big paycheck that he got? Uh, could you imagine every guest you heard on on the Jeep Talk Show was somebody that we flew in, put up at a hotel, and uh, and I'm sure uh, provided them some sort of uh, transportation, not not of their own, not a lot of rental car, but transported them to the studio, which would be my house. <laughs> my wife would maybe clean up the clean up the office all the time, uh, and then have them sit in a chair. 
and and talk to me for an hour or so. Uh, well, I guess that's one of the reasons why Joe does the what two or three hour interviews. You know, get get the most out of your money. But my God, that would just be amazing, and you'd actually get to meet these people. And uh, I I know that uh, I already have conversations with uh, with the the guests before and after the interview. Uh, but uh, you got to wonder about some of those UFO people. Uh, what uh, what they actually tell Joe before and after the interview. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to get over to uh, Wes Kibble of the 4x4 Canadia <laughs> podcast. <laughs> From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with Wes of 4x4CanadaPodcast.com. And I always want to say can- Canadia. I, th- I love saying <laughs> Canadia. You know, and, and there for a while, I have a, a buddy that uh, has a, a YouTube channel and uh, I met him because he has a, a Jeep Cherokee. And uh, <laughs> I used to give him a hard time being in Canada. And I think that's where I coined the phrase, the Canadians, they're just like us, only colder. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think there's a, I don't think there's ever been a mad Canadian. So I don't think I'm, I'm upsetting anybody <laughs> when I do no, that. No, you're not. <laughs> All right. Well, although uh, although there is a lot of desert in Canada, to not, if you if you believe that, is it desert in the the sense of it's ice and snow or actual sand? No, it's more of a right at the border of being a desert. It's grasslands, but we've got cactuses. And we've got really, like that. yeah. Vesuvius in BC is very you know deserty, and uh, you know it'll get up to forty four degrees in Lillooet and. Well, that's in Canadian terms. I'm not sure what that is in American knees, but it's it's bloody hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to play a little something here uh, for our listeners. Uh, this is an episode that you did back on September 21st, 2022, uh, which you can find over at 4x4CanadaPodcast.com. Everything you need to know about first aid kits and wilderness, first aid training with Ken from WildMedKits.ca. So this is just a, a, a minute of it to give you guys an idea of the sound quality and uh, Ken uh, talking, uh, starting a, a conversation with a guest. Most of us have first aid kits in their vehicle. If not, you should. When you look at the kit in your truck, it probably has a few cheap band-aids, maybe some tweezers and gauze and, oh yeah, that Advil that expired two years ago. Will your current kit help or hinder you in an actual emergency? As outdoor enthusiasts, we spend a lot of time outside in the wilderness. Our guest today can help make sure that you are prepared for whatever first aid emergencies thrown your way. Ken, welcome to the 4 Before Canada podcast. Thanks for having me, Wes. So, Ken is the owner of Wild Med Kits, a Canadian company that supplies first aid kits and supplies. You can check out their website at www.wildmedkits.ca, and we'll put that link in the show notes, of course. Ken, please tell us about yourself and Wild Med Kits. Sure. Yeah, so I've uh, my professional background is working as a registered nurse. I've been practicing since uh, 2010, and I spend most of my career working in austere environments, so working in the Arctic. And that's what we call in the, the biz a teaser. So you should go over there to 4x4CanadaPodcast.com and uh, find the everything you need to know about first aid kits and wilderness first aid training with Ken from WildMedicKits.ca. So, uh, Wes, I'm just going to do this great interview that you sent me. Uh, read this to our crowd really quick so they'll have a better idea who you are. Wes grew up in four-wheeling family and spent 15 years in the 4x4 industry across Canada. He spent more than uh, many more years volunteering with four-wheel drive clubs and uh, provincial associations as well as off-road racing organizations. His love of vintage 4x4s led to the creation of numerous vintage off-road groups on Facebook. His latest endeavor is the 4x4 Canada podcast, where he interviews Canadian four-wheeler, off-road racers, YouTubers, and businesses. Uh, Wes, thanks a lot for being with us here on the show tonight. Well, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate the opportunity. It's uh, I've been listening to the show for, for a few years, and 
definitely enjoy everything you guys are doing with it. Well, thank Three, you. Four times a week. <laughs> yeah, you had said that you had listened, been listening to the show, and uh, I, I told you thank you, and I was surprised. Uh, I don't know uh, how it is with you. I know uh, for many, many years, if somebody said, uh, uh, you know, hi, I'm Tony, I, I'm part of the 4x4 uh, radio network and do the uh, uh, the Jeep Talk Show, and they say, oh, uh, never heard of you. And I said, no, nobody has. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it Podcasting is definitely different. I mean, we, um, I, yeah, it, it's definitely different. You don't see as sometimes the hits and that you see on YouTube or people, you're not recognizable, you know, as everybody, as I say, I've got a, a face for radio. So oh, we love that uh, joke. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, people don't recognize me as, you know, walking through an event or something like that, but um, it's definitely neat to hear somebody say, Hey, I listened to that show. And Oh yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, really- it's almost like you're in a, in a cave minus the echo. It's almost like you're in a cave and you're talking and and you know that there's something in the cave that can hear you, yep. but but there's no interaction back. So it's like, it, 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 it maybe they are, maybe they're not. You don't know. So whenever you hear from somebody, it's like amazing. Somebody's actually hearing what I'm having to say, and continuing exactly. to listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, whether they throw you an email or you know on something on your social media or even better throw you a a rating or a review on one of the podcast apps it's like hey there is actually people out there listening to me maybe this is worth it <laughs> mm-hmm. well i mean you see the download numbers but it's it's so different when you actually hear from somebody and i've mentioned yeah. this on the show many many times uh and and, and i think and, and really for both our shows i think that if you are been wanting to reach out and a good or bad, I don't know how you are about it, but I love the the stuff that they don't like because yep. that gives me something that I can think of. And if, if I hear it from another people, enough people, I might need to change it. So that that negative feedback is often very good. Hundred percent. I I actually on I actually ask people for uh, negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially with it being a new a new podcast. I mean, I'm you know not even a year and. I'm constantly improving and what I think is good or what I think are great guests or what I think are great ideas may not be what, you know, everybody else wants to listen to, or they may say, Hey, your volume or your sound quality needs some improvement. And then I go off and try and figure out how to do it. Right. So I want to be the best, you know, podcaster that I can be. Absolutely. And uh, the way I look at it is, is that if, uh, I mean, we want to be the number one uh, Jeep podcast, uh, but if somebody else comes along and has and does a better job of it, well, we're just not working towards making our show better, and and yep. and they should be the number one podcast. I mean, you know, you should always be improving. You should always uh, be trying to think of a way to make it better for the listener. And yep. if you're not, and you lose out, oh well. And and the other way to look at it is is that there's always enough time in the day to listen to more than one podcast. Hundred percent. And competition is a good thing. I mean, yeah, take a look exactly. At the, the new Bronco and what Jeep has come out with after the Bronco came out, you know, competition is a good thing. So it's, um, yeah, definitely a way to improve yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to buy an Apple product, but I, that they've been pushing the industry forward for many, many, many years. And we have a lot yeah. of benefits, uh, because of uh, Apple and I'm glad they're there. Yep. And, and a lot of us podcasters in the four before realm of it, I mean, you know, like we we're talking off air beforehand, you know, there's little, ways that we we talk to each other or you know share tips and secrets and and stuff like that right so the way i look at it this you know if we all we're not in real we're competition but we're not in real competition especially with me being in canada i'm nobody's competition <laughs> <laughs> and, and did i understand right from the intro that you only interview people in canada or canadians yeah there has been um two americans uh one was a gentleman that raced raced off-road buggies for a number of years in um in bc and washington that but he spent a lot of his time up here racing in bc so he has some really good stories about racing in canada so you know i thought well let's bring him on and then uh actually my very first guest uh, mike from the unexpected off-road he is one of my best friends he actually lives in canada but he grew up in florida so it's a little bit of a difference, you know, growing up in Florida and then moving to Canada. But, oh, I bet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, everybody, that's the one thing I really strive for is that everybody is Canadian uh, or there is a Canadian owned business. Um, so 
you know, they might import some products that have products made in the States or offshore, but the Canadian, the, the business itself is Canadian based. So mm-hmm. I want to help promote those Canadian companies, those Canadian YouTube guys and Canadian off-road racers. Do you find that uh, by not um, having it like all of North America or really even worldwide narrows your audience uh, down, both listeners and people that you could have on the show? I think it probably does layer it down a little bit on the listeners, but um, I would love to have more American listeners. I look at my stats and, you know, there's definitely a lot of American listeners and there's actually listeners from Germany and Israel and, and that. So it has, you know, I think it has a little bit of effect that it narrows it down, but um, I know all the Canadians are listening ever like, this is great. We needed something like this in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's a good hook. Yeah, it is definitely. And in regards to the guests, I mean, I've got a list probably, you know, 80 or 100, you know, names long that I want to get onto the show. So. Well, that's perfect. I mean, you're not going to yeah. run out of uh, run out of guests anytime soon. No. And, and, and is your show weekly or is it uh, as you have time to put them out? I try for every weekly, usually mm-hmm. every Wednesday release. And um, sometimes it ends up being Thursday, but usually uh, uh, yeah. it's on every, uh, every yeah. Wednesday. So hey, you got anybody you know bitching is. at you yet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's the show, man? <laughs> it, um, yeah, it can be a little a little tight on timeline sometimes. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, because it's live. Yeah, I'm juggling five, six people at a time in regards to doing the research, sending them, talking to them about questions, setting up the time, and uh, doing the actual interview, and then, of course, the editing and, you know, promo clips and that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, usually I'm juggling five or six people at the same time. So, so I think you just answered this already, but uh, when you say promo clips, so you do not uh, record the interview and then edit it and publish it, let's say the next day or within a couple of days. Do you do you queue up the interviews so that you have several and then you can edit them and put them out the way you want to? Yeah, I try and I try and do an say like um, I would do an edit or an interview on say a Thursday night or Friday night uh, or even on the weekend. And I'll probably have, try to have that going on the following Wednesday. So not the very first Wednesday, but the second Wednesday, mm-hmm. just to give me about a week or so's time to, you know, to do a quick little bit of edit to it. I try not to edit much, um, but, you know, it, it does happen where there's, you know, a lot of ums or ahs and <laughs> things like that, right? But, did you start out trying to get out and get rid of all the ums? <laughs> I did. I would spend two, three hours doing yes. editing on an episode and I'm like, Oh man, this is like brutal. Yeah. I would mean, spend more time editing than I would doing the actual interview and doing all my research ahead of time. People don't and understand just, about the editing side of things. I mean, YouTubers understand it because video is just absolutely horrible for editing. It takes up so yeah. much time. Uh, but uh, the audio editing too, uh, once you, I, I can tell you if you're having any problems with it, once you've done it for a number of years, uh, you can even do it without having to listen to the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you yeah, still I, listen to it I, to be sure, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I go in and I'll edit out, like if it's a big gap or something like that. Yes. Right. And I just do a couple, like, and I might spend an hour total on my edits and, and go from there, not compared to the, you know, the two or three hours I was doing before. Cause I, I need a life. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. So let me ask you this. Um, and I don't want to scare away anybody that's thinking about doing a podcast because I, I you never know. I mean, uh, uh, Joe Rogan's doing very well. Of course, he he's had a career prior to the podcast, which certainly helped him. Uh, but he's interesting. He does interesting interviews, uh, yeah. and it's a wide range. It's a wide range of uh, of guests that he has on there. But you never know how your voice and your thoughts and your feelings how that's going to resonate with the people and how many people it's going to resonate with. And yeah. and what is it? There's eight billion people on the planet. You do not have to have a high percentage of eight billion to be a very successful uh, inter- entertainer or informer. So uh, you know, keep that in mind when you're thinking about doing a podcast. And any any uh, anybody really can do it these days, and it's it's damn cheap. You can just do it with your phone. So yeah. my question to you, Wes, was how in the world did you come up with uh, saying, "Well, I'm going to do a podcast." And, and 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 just get started doing it. I mean, why, what was the cutover for you? That was it. Listen to the Jeep Talk Show and go. I can do a better job than these ass hats. <laughs> it, it wasn't just that. <laughs> oh, but it, but you're saying it was. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, there, there's, there's a couple things that rolled into my mind uh, last summer, and one of them I listened to a lot of podcasts, yours included, and 
I was like, there's nothing for Canada. There's nothing Canadian. Like, you know, the odd time you might get one of the YouTube guys on there uh, talking, but um, there's just nothing Canada based. And then I also got thinking um, about some of these. I had a friend of my dad's pass away last summer and he's, you know, he was up there 75 or so. And it's a guy that my dad raced with and wheeled with back in the seventies and the eighties. And I'm like, I got, I wanted to do some YouTube videos interviewing some of these older guys and getting some of their stories because as our elders are getting older they're starting to pass away a bit right so we i wanted to do that video and i'm like it's too hard to do it on video because i got to travel all around the country to do that right so i thought let's work with a podcast and go from there so basically it came up i wanted you know uh, i decided i want to do something to help the you know keep the stories of the elder people as well as help promote, you know, Canadian YouTubers, Canadian off-road racers, and Canadian businesses. Mm -hmm. And thought, throw it all into one, and I just spent a little bit of time researching it and decided to do it. So, uh, I, I want to tell you that uh, I think your website is uh, very nicely done. Uh, was that something that you put together, or did you have somebody do it for you? Podpage. Pod, Podpage is a company that, um, that it's, it's like a... Uh, all they do is websites for uh, podcasts, mm -hmm. and it's super simple to set up. It's like WordPress for podcasters, and uh, within ten minutes it was set up. So, oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, so there you go, and uh, I, I would imagine that's open to anybody, not just Canadians. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So, uh, how do you go about uh, recording your podcast? What do you What do you use? You're not using You're not recording on a computer, I don't believe. You probably got a a digital recorder of some sort. No, I am actually recording on a, a computer. Um, I've got my mic, um, but I've got, I, I use a program called um, Riverside FM. So it's, it's like Zoom, same concept as Zoom that you and I are talking on. But it, um, yeah, exactly the same concept and record that. And then I go through and do a little bit of editing with uh, the script is what I'm using now. And that takes out some of the big, you know, those big long blanks or those multiple ums or, um, you know, but it, uh, yeah, it's all done through the computer in regards to that. I do want to get a a portable podcast uh, unit, like a podcast P4 or whatever it is, uh, so I can start doing some of these e events in the summertime. Mm -hmm. So when I go to, you know, whether it be a race or a, a Overland Expo or something like that, I can go and I can talk to people and record it that way. So. Very good. So um, do you know about the no-no about using the computer for recording? What's that? It, it will bite you on the ass because the computer, what? yeah, no, the computer is doing multiple things at the same time, even when you're not running something and yep. you want a dedicated recorder. And that's why I asked about the digital recorder, which actually yeah. you get the one for, for the remote recordings. You can use that to record your show. Yeah, that's definitely something I've been thinking about um, because I, I do know that, you know, the computer, whether it can crash or whether it's, you know, I got another browser open and my email's going or you know, there's all kinds of things happening. So I do want to get the portable, um, mm. portable unit so that I can do, like I say, in-person interviews as well as do all my recording. Yeah. There, so. I mean, and, and really you do it the way you want to do it. I'm just trying to yep. tell you from some bite my ass type stuff that happened to us way back when. And right now we have two digital recorders that are rack yep. mount. And I, I, you saw whenever I was starting the, uh, the interview, I leaned over, I was getting them both going. So I yep. have a backup because there's, it, it, I mean, like I said, it's going to bite you in the ass sooner or later. You'll have an interview that you go, wow, that was so good. And then you listen to it and go, oh, no. Or, uh, oh, no, there's a problem. It didn't work. Yep. It sounds horrible. There's blah, blah, blah. So uh, I, I've, had, I've had a few like that where the person's um, internet connection has not been the best. You know, they're yeah, the there's not a lot. There's, yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that, which, which yeah. sucks, you know. But it is what it is, but yeah, it is definitely on my list of things to before the summer. So, well, I mean, like I said, you do it how you want to do it. I'm just going to give you a heads up if you didn't already know, because to me, it was like you try to do it cheaply. That's kind of the cool thing about uh, doing it uh, recording on a, on the cell phone uh, is that on your smartphone is uh, it uh, you can have the same issues there, but uh, it, it it's a very uh, inexpensive way to get in. Now, who do you uh, who do you publish your your episodes with? Uh, Buzzsprout. Um, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, publishers out there, but Buzzsprout seemed to be, 
a decent price and they got good reviews and their their help was you know people had rave reviews about you know their their customer service so mm-hmm. um this is a matter of picking one and going for it oh of course yeah and yeah. did you have any kind of uh, uh issue with uh, getting started were you a little concerned about am i ready or should i you know should i uh, practice should i uh, put you know maybe record a couple episodes and those will just go in the trash and then before you know were you nervous well, about getting I- started I did a couple of solo things just to check and see how everything worked kind of idea. And I'm like, wow, I sound like that. That's <laughs> not how I sound. <laughs> and, uh, but I did a couple just fooling around, you know, and then uh, when I decided to get one of my best friends, Mike from the unexpected off road to come on as the first guest, because that way I would feel comfortable talking to him. And my, actually my first probably four or five episodes were all good friends of mine. And it just helped being, you know, just like we're sitting around campfire talking. Oh, yeah. So, and things, there's a lot of things I've noticed over time that I say certain words. Um, and it's, I'm trying to work away from saying those certain words. But um, every episode, I'm, you know, I think we're getting better and better with it. So, well, you do, you do improve. Uh, and, uh, I, I, but don't, don't take away who you are. If you don't mind some some suggestions, don't take away who you are. Especially if you have if you started building an audience, uh, you don't want the, to change drastically the uh, uh, who you are, who the person uh, knows that you are. So uh, I was just checking here. You do not. This is a solo solo podcast, primarily interviews with Canadians. Yes, everything has been for the most part has been a solo podcast with interviews. There's been a couple ones that were not interviews that. I didn't have people lined up quite. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm recording three people next week, but I need somebody right now. Kind <laughs> yes. idea. And just the way schedules are working. So I did a couple quick things and, uh, by myself and I absolutely hated them to be honest with you. Right. So I found that I'm better in an interview situation. Um, I do have a, um, a, we're looking at bringing on a part time, uh, guest host. And uh, one of the ladies from the GTA Jeep Girls uh, epi- uh, uh, interview, she came uh, asked me after. She said, I had so much fun. What can I do to be more involved? How can I help out? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, do you want to be a, a guest host? And she's like, yeah. So we're working on that. She's actually lining up some uh, some guests in her area. I mean, because we are Canada-wide, it's we're, we're talking, you know, four time zones, right? So um, so she's working with somebody there that, you know, we'll do a couple guest well, we'll do a couple of shows together and maybe we'll let her do one by herself and, and go from there. But um, I think it's going to be interesting having another person on and and especially a female. Uh, that's one of the big questions that I've had right from the beginning is when are you going to have more females on the show? And and that's coming from females wanting to hear more more females on the show. Mm-hmm. And we had a few. And then, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really neat having a part-time uh, part-time female guest. Well, it's, it's great having that other perspective, and that's mm-hmm. what makes a podcast interesting, ma- makes a discussion interesting, even for the, the parties involved, is having al- yep. alternate pr- perspectives. And uh, that's one of the reasons why interviews are fun, too. I mean, not only are they getting information about their product across, they have ways of thinking about things. And, and quite often, I'll ask a question or make a comment that makes them think, oh, oh I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and the same with me, too, right? I mean, a lot of my guests are, say, you know, YouTube people, and they're, they're, our guests have everything from, a, you know, JK to a full-blown mega truck with 1600 horsepower and you know 52 inch tall tractor tires so there's a lot of things that i'm learning about you know different things as as well as my guests are i mean i just had you know the other day i had don frankish he's a canadian monster truck driver and we were talking actually he got to start in truck pulling and there, i had all these questions about truck and tractor pulling that sure. i didn't you know know the answers to so I, I've been learning a lot on these episodes as well. And even, you know, Ken, you mentioned Ken from Wild Med Kits. That episode is one of my favorites because I learned so much. I came into that interview, want I needed a new um, a new first aid kit. So I reached out to him and said, hey, I've got questions. I'm sure my, my listeners will have questions. And so we went through it and I learned a ton in that episode. So um i i really do enjoy the the episodes where i'm learning mm-hmm. oh yeah uh and and i always learn something i mean that's the wonderful thing 
I don't think I've ever gone into an interview thinking uh, uh, that I'm going to, I know everything there is about this. I just need to cruise through this. I, I'm just kind of inquisitive to start uh, to start with. Yep. So I just like asking questions. And of course, that's what uh, everybody here is used to in these interviews. Yeah, whenever you, when I asked you earlier about if you queued up the interviews, I and I was nodding, uh, which nobody in podcast could see, <laughs> audio can see, I was nodding with you whenever you said, you know, it's time to, to get an episode out where's my interview and so uh yeah so that's uh, that's one thing uh, i learned kind of the hard way one of the things that chris helped with, up with but there was a there was a downside to us queuing up interviewees because we had about six months worth of interviews recorded and ready to go <laughs> and it never dawned on me or chris that these people might be talking about something that's happening in a month or two months Yep. And their interview is going to be four months after that. <laughs> so now we're playing yeah, it a I, little I, I closer. I was one the other day where the, uh, you know, where we're talking in the middle of March right now, and he was talking about a, a Christmas special, and I'm like, oh, that was recorded Uh-oh. a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but, you know, I, I, I know how it is. So. Uh, yeah, we're we're a little closer now, so I think yours is going to be April. Um, what's after April? May. Uh, maybe in May. So yeah. uh, well, we, I stopped doing interviews for a long time, uh, just simply so we could go, get through them, and I wouldn't, we wouldn't be so far ahead of uh, uh, when the interview was recorded and when it was published. But uh, yeah, we we have a, and I don't, you're probably aware of it. You you listen uh, to the show. We have four episodes a week, and Friday yeah. is our interview episode, which is kind of like what you're doing because you're you're really is that's what your episode is is an interview. We used to have it as part of. Uh, one of our uh, what I call now our flagship or classic episode and uh, it would be us doing our thing and then with a with a, a short 15 20 minute interview in there and uh, now switching it to uh, just just the interview on Friday uh, we get you know 45 minutes to an hour uh, worth of a guest being on there which I think is much better for the guest I agree I really struggled I wanted to keep the episodes you know around a half hour mm-hmm. if I could and I'm like it's so hard especially after my first conversation with with mike from the expected off-road where we were two and a half hours and i'm like okay i can't do this obviously <laughs> right because mike and our good friends were just you know ramble on and on right. but um I, I originally wanted to keep the episodes you know 30 minutes 45 minutes and i really struggle with that i want to keep them under an hour is my goal but um it, it's a struggle because i find that if you you don't get hands you don't have the opportunity to ask all the questions that you want to in a 20 minute or a half oh, hour no and if it's a good if it's an interesting conversation you're like oh no i don't want to stop i want to ask this question i ask this question because you're invested in it and you know if you're invested in it your listeners are as well exactly yeah yeah there, there there's been a few times where it's been an hour and a half and it's like okay i gotta go in there and edit and luckily there's a few breaks in there that i can edit out and get it down to like an hour 15 but um i definitely don't like to go over over an hour if i can help it but yeah, happens. two and a half hours. There's got to be pee breaks in there, an intermission or something. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, you know. Like even with Joe Rogan, a lot of his are three hours, right? Yeah, and it's you know, I I know I don't have the time to listen to that, so I'm sure that my listeners don't either. So, yeah, there was a big thing. You probably read it too. There was a thing about uh, the podcast length should be as long as the average commute. And mm-hmm. the, I think the average commute was like 25 minutes or something, if I'm remembering correctly. And I just can't imagine having an episode 25 minutes long. Now, we've had a couple of short ones in our in our past, but generally speaking, I shoot for an hour. And yeah. and I don't know if you've, if you've got this uh, yet or not, but people will actually complain about hour-long podcasts because they have a job that they don't have to interact with anybody, or if they do, they can just press pause. And they will listen to several episodes a day. And, yep. and I can't imagine that. I mean, one episode, sure. But but several episodes, uh, so uh, but yeah, uh, so the I don't know that I don't know that anybody really knows that really anybody has the answer on podcasting. Of course, that's one of the nice things about podcasting is that there's no uh, governing body, uh, there's no uh, overlord that is paying your salary that says this is what you got to do, this is what you're talking about today, this is how long it needs to be, and these are the three or four commercials that you need to uh, do in, in inside your show. So. Uh, it, it's a it's a wild gamble. It's the wild west of podcasting, but uh, uh, the 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 consumer is the the people that win, I believe. 
And that's exactly, you know, somebody mentioned once in one of the Facebook groups for podcasters and they're like, how long should it be? And somebody came back with the answer of however long it needs to be. It's the fraud answer. <laughs> <laughs> but that really, you know, it, you know, depending on the conversation and the conversation's rolling and interesting, then yeah, however long it needs to be. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, there's always the, the Joe Rogan excuse or, or, um, not really excuse, um, this, you know, saying, well, look at, look at what Joe does. And Joe is obviously a very a big success at that. You know, the thing that gets me is, is that I'm assuming they fly people in to the studio for Joe. Yep. I mean, could you imagine having that kind of money where you have to, you fly your guests in? Well, I was expecting a, a email with a plane ticket from you guys, but I didn't get it. So. <laughs> well, we don't even do that with our hosts. <laughs> I mean, you know, make, make use of the internet. Uh, it, there's, it, I mean, I just, I mean, it would be cool. Uh, I mean, I always like seeing Bob Lazar on, uh, on Joe Rogan. And I think it'd be wonderful to have Bob Lazar sitting there across from me because I won't be asking him a lot of questions without the mic being on. You know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I I, th- I think that you know it. The internet has really allowed us to do this. I mean, before, like I was talking earlier, that I was thinking about doing some interviews with some of the elders and putting them on YouTube, but that would involve traveling. So I might have to travel a nine, ten, twelve-hour drive, or even across the country. Mm-hmm. And now I can just talk to them over the internet, and that's one of the reasons I, like, say I decided to go with the podcast is that I can utilize the internet. And, and still get those stories out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, um, and also too, with audio, there is so many different ways that you can publish uh, your audio on the internet. You, you don't have to worry about uh, YouTube changing their policies or giving you strikes or any of that. And uh, it's really, really hard to watch a video while you're mowing the grass or working out at the gym, or driving back and forth to work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen people watching videos while they're driving, but they're, but it's, it's not something I think most people do. So I, I think audio is very important. Uh, I'm not negating anything for the YouTube people. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of work, and it's it's for a different type of audience. Um, yeah, I can't see doing talking heads for you know for a, a, an hour-long YouTube. Most YouTube videos, I think, are like 10 minutes or something. And uh, there's... Uh, uh, you'll put up with a lot with audio where you won't put it up with video. A lot of times you take, you know, Saturday morning, I do my house cleaning and stuff like that. And I've got a podcast on or like say driving to work, yeah. or going for my walk after work or hitting the gym or whatever. So, you know, like, you know, Sunday I'm going to visit my mom. Well, she's an hour away. Well, I'll be listening to podcasts there and back. So there's definitely a spot for podcasts. And I think it's going to keep on growing. There's um, a lot of room for more podcasts. I think it's, uh, Every every year, the audience they say you know fifty percent people listen to podcasts. Next year, sixty, and then mm-hmm. it's just going to keep on growing more and more. I think. Well, with Joe Rogan and uh, I don't know, uh, you know about Doctor Phil up in uh, Canada, but Doctor Phil has a podcast and he's v- very popular with uh, with his show. I don't know how his podcast is doing. It was so fun listening to Doctor Phil's uh, first few podcasts. The audio was horrible, <laughs> just like what you'd expect from a first-time podcaster. Yeah, and, and yep. of course, well, I, I still struggle for, with that six months later. So, <laughs> oh, we all do, we all do. And like I always like to say, is uh, the content is far more important than the audio quality. Yep. But if you can have both, people notice. Uh, you, yep. you, I, I don't like the. Uh, I've run across some podcasts where you have to keep your hand on the volume knob. Because <laughs> it's like, especially if there's more than one person, uh, yeah. like, more than one host, and then one one microphone is like not in the right area, and the other one's in the right area, and you're going back and forth, back and forth, and there's, that's just too much trouble. Uh, I'm not going to listen to it. Yep. That's actually one nice thing about uh, hosting a Buzzsprout is they, one of the last things when you go to um, produce the, um, the episode is they have a thing where it, it normalizes all the video, or sorry, all the audio, audio yeah. levels. And it, it, it's just one less step that I have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, and uh, I, uh, I'll be interesting to, interested to hear what your uh, feedback is on uh, recording things out in the field. Um, my opinion is, is that it, it is almost useless. So I will, I mean, this, the idea of the reporter in the field type thing, and it make, takes me back to those days. 
and uh, I still have people uh, recommending uh, stuff like that. And uh, I think the only thing uh, you, you should record in the field are pictures with very well-named, well-known people or video that you can publicize your podcast on social media. If they want to listen yeah, to something, I, you know, they listen to it on the show and in a controlled environment where I'm interviewing, you know, Steve from Power Tank, for example, because that audio is going to be infinitely better than anything I record out in the field with all the background noises. So that's just my opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm interested in, in finding out what, uh, whenever you get your digital recorder and start doing that, what you find. I, I did a few things last summer. Uh, I attended a few events and did some real quick interviews with people at, you know, truck shows or whatever. And it's actually really surprising sound quality out of my phone. Oh yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> phones are really amazing. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the technology, you know, you think about it, you know, the iPhone's only been around for what, 10, 13 years and the technology of them now. And, and even a lot of the YouTube people that I do talk to, a lot of them are still using their phones for, you know, some of their video work as well too. And it looks just as good as some professional cameras. So, oh, it's um, amazing. Oh, it's a, there's a reason why they're a thousand dollars. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, other than depth of field that you can get with a uh, like a, a not a 35 millimeter, but you know what I mean, a uh, yeah. NSLR type camera uh, that does video. Uh, I mean, certainly you can do certain things like that, but then you got to worry about handling that camera and setting up the audio and or, or synchronizing the audio after you've recorded it. It's just a real pain. And really the only thing you lose with a phone is the ability to zoom in and have quality, you know, um, not digital zoom. It's because, you know, it gets kind of jaggy and stuff. So if you're, yeah. if you're willing to run up and up and down, get closer and further away from the, the target and uh, good, uh, good cuts where you're not missing the action and, you know, pause it and get up closer and take a close up. I mean, the, the phones are just amazing uh, for, for doing videos. Yeah, one of the things I want to start doing here in the spring is doing some product reviews, and I'll be hosting them to my YouTube channel. But um, and the same, I'll just be using my my phone, and I, like I say, I know it the basics of it, and you can do a few modifications or modifications of the settings in the phone to make things work better. And you know, I think they're you know the technology is there. Oh, it's amazing! I've got uh, one of those stabilized things for my phone where I can put it on there and just hold it and and yep. uh, walk around with it and that makes it nice uh, i've got a, a drone that i don't have the license uh, for it to do use commercially so uh, i can usually find a, a jeep talk show person that does have a license if, <laughs> if we want to do anything like that and uh, uh, got, got a couple of uh, gopros uh, that i tried to use this uh, this last time when we were doing the tyree lights but uh, i gotta i gotta use them more often because i just had a, a little bit of a, a bump on uh, getting the right batteries in there but anyway uh, it's uh, it's a something that you have to kind of practice. But one of the things you might want to get is uh, some sort of rig that you can wear so that you can use both hands whenever you're videoing. Yeah, I've seen those online. I haven't used, I've seen a couple YouTube videos on them as well. And um, it's something I've looked at, but I haven't looked at too seriously. So mm-hmm. maybe I should look at that a bit more seriously. Well, I know they make some hat mounts like for GoPros. Uh, oh, yeah. So anything like that, and then it just makes it a little more difficult because now you're editing in uh, the two different cameras. It's not it's not horrible, but it's just a little more work. Uh, and people kind of like different angles. It makes it makes it look yeah. a little more professional. So let me yeah, ask yeah. you some questions about your podcast, and you're thinking, "Oh, thank God, we're finally getting to that." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good. Do, 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 if you feel comfortable saying so, uh, did you do, did you have any one? Uh, interview guest that uh, didn't go like you hoped it would i mean i think everybody that does this is fearful of uh well uh, uh, charlie thanks for being here today and uh, what kind of uh, jeep do you have uh wrangler <laughs> have you made any modifications <laughs> I, i've to it? had a few oh, a bunch. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> i one of the things that i did right from the beginning was i research my guests and i send them questions ahead of time to sort of give them an idea of what we're going to be talking about and also to get feedback from them. Hey, is there anything in particular you want to talk about or something that you want to promote? So going into the interview, they have an idea if they bother to read the notes, right? Um, they have an idea what's going to be asked in that, but some people, you know, they are a little camera shy or a little, you know, um, phone shy and 
Some of them are a little harder to drag the questions out of, but you just got to work around it and figure a way to, you know, allow them to open up, right? So, mm-hmm. was there any guests that you had that you were really surprised about the information that you had uh, that you got from them, as far as something you had no clue about, or uh, something that might even have been something that uh, you had never considered the what, what they told you that might be a possibility of of the product um, or nothing that really that surprised me per se, but there's a lot of guests that like, you know, like we met, we talked about Ken from wild med kits earlier and I learned so much in that interview about first aid and that, but also there, some of the guys like, um, you know, afraid not ropes. We talked with him and I learned about his process. They're a Canadian, uh, made or made in Canada, uh, recovery gear, um, like toe straps and, and such like that. And it's all, made right there so we talked about how we test them and that and i thought that was quite interesting right so um but some of the really interesting ones were you know some of the off-road racing people um that's sort of you know, my love of it but we had a lady on and um they talked about her mega truck and so because i have a well-versed in the industry you know a lot a lot was super surprising but there's been so many really neat guests that I want to keep on talking for another couple of hours, but we don't have that time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, there's been a lot of really neat guests that I really enjoyed having on. Have you had a repeat guest yet? Not yet. Um, one of the things I'm going to do for the one year anniversary is bring on my very first guest, uh, back, you know, Mike from the unexpected off road, bring him back on to sort of be a co-host for that episode and then have, I want to have sound bites from people, previous guests phoning in or uh, sending me sound bites about what they've done for the last year and that, but I haven't had any repeats yet. Mm-hmm. And you just that, mentioned, that, sorry, that, that list is so long that. <laughs> sure. So you mentioned phoning in is, do, do you have like a voicemail line? Can people, uh, listeners call in and uh, uh, make comments, ask questions, so on and so forth? Not yet. Um, but I haven't listened to your guys's guests phone in and it's been really making me think about it so um you know i was listening to one yesterday and uh, they phoned in they talked about the the ice fishing and uh, and, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they really made me think maybe i should right i get a lot of feedback from instagram and the facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, so that definitely helps out but do you, do you read those on the show i mean do you uh, like give a shout out to the people that are uh, uh interacting with you i haven't and it's something i should well, I'm not saying you should or not. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious because well, we get so excited about having that interaction. I like paying it back, and I love mm-hmm. having people people's voice on the show because it doesn't have to be my voice. I like a lot of voices on the show. One thing I have been doing is some of the guests, before a guest comes on, I'll give, you know, say notice to say a week ahead of time, and I'll ask on Instagram, hey, so-and-so is coming on. What questions would you like to ask him? And so when I am talking to the guests, I'll say, you know, um, she explores off road, wanted to know, you know, about this kind of idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do a little bit of that, but I, I think, um, I should be doing some more shout outs for sure. I've got well, some really, really great listeners that, uh, yeah, I mean, give me a lot of feedback. You're doing a lot more for interviews than I'm doing. So don't, don't let me try to <laughs> act like I'm Mr. Know-it-all and stuff. You're doing it the way you're doing it. And I'm not suggesting you're doing this. I'm just, I'm, I'm really mainly asking. So if there is a voicemail line for somebody to call in, I wanted to mention it so that, you know, uh, our listeners could call you and, and, and let you know what they think about the podcast. So that's the only reason, reason why I was asking. So, um, the, do you know the, the, what was the product that you use that is like zoom? Uh, it's called Riverside FM. And how many uh, simultaneous connections can you have to that? Could you actually have your listeners, uh, on there at the same time? Kind of like we do our round table. Yeah. And I've been looking at round table, been talking to some of the guys about doing round tables. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a guest coming up in, in a couple of weeks and he wants to bring he wants to do the episode with him, but he also wants to bring the guys back um, that are at his shop because they travel all over Canada. And he's like, hey, let's do a roundtable and, you know, get the guys in the shop involved. And and I've been thinking about, you know, different overlanding, you know, um, overlanding roundtables and that. So it's definitely I can have, I think, up to like 15 people. So uh, it might even be more. I, I'd have to look at my 
by program, right? But, right. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah. I mean, we I think uh, on our roundtable that we recorded on Tuesday, uh, we had like 17, 18 on the, on, in the meeting, which is, which is a lot for us. Uh, I you don't mean, want many more than that, I think, cause it gets too confusing. I want a hundred, damn it. We can support a hundred. <laughs> I want a hundred people on there. <laughs> so I'm just greedy. And, uh, yeah, we had, uh, we had, uh, a, a really good time this, uh, this past roundtable recording every week. And, and I'll just, I, I often forget to mention this. And I'm sure you know that you're invited to that. You can you come and join us uh, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I don't know what that is in Celsius. You'll have to do the calculation. <laughs> but you, I, I've, I've thought about it, but with a lot of times with my podcast coming out on Wednesdays, a lot of times my Tuesdays are editing. <laughs> well, hey, man, but you can, I, you can be in the meeting. Sure. You can be in the meeting. You can mute uh, your mic and just be there. And yep. uh, the other thing is, is that feel free to come in and promote your podcast. I mean, uh, and this goes with anybody that's listening out there. I often forget to tell people about this. It, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Center Force or uh, Power Tank or uh, Jeep. I mean, I, do- I doubt Jim's going to have time to hang out on a Tuesday night, but he's welcome. <laughs> and and promote your stuff while you're there. And, you know, it, uh, absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, that's why, why we do these interviews. And yep, I appreciate that. Uh, I love promoting other podcasts too. Like, like I said, if somebody's doing a, a better podcast than we are, then uh, you you should be uh, doing better than than we are. We need to <laughs> up our game. I do like the connection you guys have with a lot of the vendors. Um, you know, like I listened to the Center Force one the other day, and and Jim, you've had him on a couple times from Jeep, and that's I found those to be quite interesting. Um, myself, it's everybody's got their own thing in regards to different guests, right? There's it's funny. Everybody says they want to listen to companies on my podcast, but those are the ones with the lower numbers for some reason. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I, I really enjoy like those ones he had with with Jim and and uh, with with Jeep. I found it quite interesting. So because it's people that you don't normally get a chance to talk to yeah. as a regular person. Yeah, and that's what I loved having him on the roundtable is because there was people that happened to be in the Zoom meeting. They were able to talk to the guy in charge of Jeep North America and ask him <laughs> questions. And that's a dangerous thing, really. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, <laughs> yeah, dangerous totally. for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but, that, but it's it's really neat. I mean, you know, otherwise, when are the people going to be able to talk to, you know, one of the head guys at Jeep? Like, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, blows my mind. Oh, and and, idea, and right? I, don't, I don't know if you're aware of it or not. We had like a one day's notice. And I don't think it was 24 hours. <laughs> that he was going to be on. I mean, I, we were working on it, but we didn't know if yeah. he was going to be on or not. So there was like uh, nothing that we, 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 there was like no promotion for it whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, those are a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I do want to make a point. I say this, uh, but uh, thinking about it, what we've really been focusing on is uh, industry professionals, companies and stuff. Uh, I love talking to anybody about Jeep. And that reminds me, I wanted to ask you, I don't want to put you in a bad, a bad position here, but do you have a Jeep? Have you had a Jeep? <laughs> Currently, you're not going to like my answer. I'm running the Tacoma right now, but I have had Jeeps in, you know, for years. My, my parents actually met at a 404 event mm-hmm. back in 1969. My dad's driving a Jeep. He, one of the, he has in the local full drive club, drove four or five hours up to uh, where my mom was from and they ended up meeting and here I am. An idea, right? So basically the, the love of the Jeep kind of, you know, brought them together and, um, I don't know if it was that or, or what, but, you know, it was a Jeep that was there. Right. <laughs> kind yeah, of there idea. was a so, Jeep involved. All right. Yeah. And I, I, I grew up in it and, you know, I've had Jeeps. I've had, you know, I've had a Willys. I've had, uh, YJ. I've had, I love my TJ. I miss my TJ a lot. And I'm thinking about going back, you know, I've had a lifted Grand Cherokee. So I've definitely had my fair share of Jeeps mm-hmm. and, I'm running the Tacoma right now because it allowed me to run, say, like a rooftop tent and a uh, kayaks on top. I was just going to say, I get, I get a feeling it's an overland uh, type thing. Uh, that, that was yeah. just going to ask about that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to overland a TJ. <laughs> it know? is. I mean, I did it for a number of years, right? But it it was, you know, with at that point we were we were camping on the or we're tenting on the ground mm-hmm. and that, right? So once you get the rooftop tent and then you try and put kayaks on top, it just doesn't work very well so oh god well there's so much limited room yeah absolutely so, and that's when you now, need to now, touch. now jeep's got the gladiator right so yeah. maybe you might have to go that route <laughs> there's uh well you know it, it, there's always uh it, there's always a a risk of uh, buying a trailer so that you can put the the tent and the kayaks and everything on on that and then towing it around 
But then you got to have a place to put it. I'd love to have a little trailer. I don't know what the hell I'd do with it, but I'd love to have a little trailer. <laughs> I thought about that. It, it crossed my mind, but yeah. then there's a lot of, you know, trails where we're going up. Like one of the big things in DC anyways is going up into the Rocky Mountains and we've got forest fire lookouts all throughout BC. And a lot of those trails, you could get a, a trailer up there. Like there's a lot of switchbacks. And some switchbacks are so tight, you got to do, even in a TJ, you got to do a three-point turn, a four-point turn. Mm -hmm. And trying to do them with a Jeep, or if you have run into somebody else coming down the hill and you got to try and back up for two miles to get to a point where you can turn the trailer around, it just, you know, to me, it wasn't really feasible. So. Right, right. No, it's a lot simpler just uh, having it on top and uh, driving yeah. and forging ahead. So uh, I, I, what, I do have the... to say, I, I came across, um, you know, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but Back when I was going to high school, my dad and I built up a Willys CJ2A, 1946 CJ2A, mm -hmm. and we threw a cage in it. We did some mud bogs and a couple other little races. And just yesterday, I came across an ad on Kijiji, which is like your Craigslist, uh, an ad for a 46 CJ2A tub, actually two tubs. That's all there was, no frame, no nothing. So I'm looking at the pictures, and I'm like, it had that's the Jeep that my dad and I built up oh, when I was no. going to high school. I mean, you mean the exact one? The exact one. I oh, recognize the paint. Goodness. The guy that I sold it to, uh, he still had the stickers of, of you know what he put on for stickers. Mm -hmm. I recognize the cage right away or rear-mounted radiator, all that stuff. So I'm like, there might be another Jeep in my real near future here. <laughs> well, I hope it's not gone. No, I, I've, I've talked to the guy, and uh, we'll see. He wants a lot of money for you know for the tub and the cage, but uh, my, my dad passed away about five years ago, so it's got a real big sentimental push to it right now. Sure. Right, so we'll see. So we'll would see. would you get a, a a new frame? I'm assuming you can still get the frames uh, somewhere in the world and uh, put it on a brand new frame and uh, uh, just uh, build it up that way. Yeah, kind of what I was daydreaming when I went for my walk last night was um picking up like an er like a pre-72 jeep cj mm -hmm. and um using that frame and running gear and say oh, little, that would be you know, nice yeah 225 yellow yeah, 225 buick v6 with it and and just you know make make custom mounts and put that body onto that early cj5 frame so that would probably be the way i go and probably do like a little retro 70s 80s retro or like a 60s 70s retro style you know but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's um, all time and money, right? You know, I don't know what the size difference is, but I was just thinking you could uh, find, especially up there in, uh, in Canada, I'm sure you could find a very well-rusted uh, TJ. And you could take the TJ and a 4.0 <laughs> and all that goodness and then put the, yeah, the tub on top of it. And then you'd they're, have they're something. A little, they're a little longer. Is, is yeah, that's issue. what I was it's thinking. Little, yeah, with that 4.0, it's such a long engine yeah. that it doesn't really fit that well in the in the engine compartment but what, of, but of what a great engine i mean i just oh. love the 4.0 i've been really wanting to get back into a tj to be honest with you i've really been thinking about it the last six months or so and just as a you know a regular wheel and vehicle it's got the tj like my uh 05 tj had a you know the dana had dana 44s and and that and it was just a great it was a six speed and it was just a great rig and it was really nice for the trails up here there's a lot of real tight narrow trails that not you know full sizes can't get through so um i've been i've been thinking about it but it all like i say it all comes down to money and and uh time right so <laughs> right and if you're modifying then you you have more than one to modify is the way i look at it which is fun you know but it's uh it's the cost that is involved yeah exactly all right, Wes, before we wrap up here and uh, find out about your social media stuff, uh, tell us uh, kind of in a nutshell about uh, a one-line or a paragraph or something uh, about uh, your podcast. What do you want people to know about it? Well, the 4 before can of the podcast is, covers the four-wheel drive family from coast to coast and many different genres of it. It's the it's the YouTubers, it's the overlanding crowd, it's the mud drag people, um, it's the the off-road racers, and it's the businesses. We want to, you know, get the word out of variable Canadian-owned businesses, and you know, it's um, yeah, it's just basically a one-stop shop to learn about everything about four-wheel drives in Canada. Perfect. I like that, and that uh, should make it very, very easy. And I know that there's uh, some listeners uh, that we have uh, in the U.S that uh, travel to Canada, maybe for business, maybe for fun. And uh, I'm sure they would uh, love knowing more about that. And uh, hell, 
knowing more about four by four stuff is is always good you never know when you might learn something all right well you know this part i'm sure since you're a listener you know how the kids love the social media where can people <laughs> find uh, we already mentioned the four by four canada podcast uh dot com uh actually i've got dot com is it dot com and dot ca or just uh just dot com oh that's really cool okay yep. so uh four by four i just realized that four to four by four canada podcast dot com and uh, that's the great thing about copying and pasting it was going to be your fault if that was wrong <laughs> <laughs> so where, pe- where can people find you are, are you on the instagram are you on the the tiktok i hope you're not on the pinterest <laughs> no, I'm not on the Pinterest. Um, definitely on the gram at Four Before Canada Podcast, and we've got a Facebook page at you know Four Before Canada Podcast as well. Those are the two main social areas. I do have a TikTok account, but I haven't really done much with it. Um, but yeah, definitely on the Instagram. What I'm trying to do on the in- Instagram is um, obviously you know pictures of different things. I'm really into the vintage stuff, so I'll throw some the Canadian vintage Four Before photos up whether it be from the 50s or of good looking vintage vehicles mm-hmm. and then on the facebook page at four before canada podcast a lot of those um we share a lot of youtube videos whether it be racing or overlanders and we try and help share and promote the youtube uh, channels for our local uh, canadian youtube people so it's a real sort of a different areas but they're still 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 related very very cool yeah i was uh i like to go in and uh follow our uh, our guest or the guest company uh on uh, instagram and i went to do that with uh, you and we are already uh friends or following each other uh, on the insta the instagram so uh, on the gram yeah on the gram there we go the gram just need uh, uh marshmallow and some chocolate and then you really got something <laughs> Well, Wes, thank you very much uh, for being with us tonight, and uh, thanks for being a listener. And uh, and you know, good luck on your podcast. And don't pod fade. Stay with it. Don't give up. No matter how hard it is, no matter how it seems like you're talking into a echo chamber, uh, stick with it. It is. Uh, it, it's so gratifying. Oh, wait, and get a big ass sticker for your Toyota. <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah it uh it's, it's been interesting and there's you know been a bit of pod fade but you just got power through it and when you hear you know great reviews on the podcast apps or you know people you know commenting on instagram about the show then it just makes you want to do that much more and be that much better so i, I couldn't do it without the people that listen and the feedback from them so it uh it's been a real pleasure being on today you know oh, i want to sure. thank you for taking the time to talk to me because uh it's you know i have been a long time listener and it's definitely been an enjoy being on today for sure oh and i'll just say uh you know who nikki g is and yes. he is he is not loyal to any one podcast so <laughs> if you need if you need some really bad jokes but they're 18 percent funnier this year <laughs> i heard that <laughs> reach out to nikki g i'm sure he would be he would just put that on his nightly recording of uh, of of uh episode recordings that he does for us <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right man thanks a lot have a great night thank thank you very much appreciate it hey thanks again to Wes kibble the four by four canada podcast you can visit their website right now four by four or four x four canada podcast.com four x four canada podcast.com you know, it, it, it hits me uh, that you may find it strange that we have our competition uh, for your ear holes on the show. I don't th- find it uh, strange at all. There are, is plenty of time in the day or a week to listen to more than one podcast or a show in our case. I was surprised to find out uh, recently that there are nine Jeep-related podcasts out there in production. And there may be more. I was just going by a list that uh, I was sent by a, a blog where they were rating the uh, uh, the position uh, in uh, the, the popularity, I guess I should say, uh, of the, the Jeep-related podcast. Now, I'll say this. If you have a Jeep-related podcast, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, we can let our listeners know about your podcast. I, I mean, I know how hard it is to get listeners, so we'd love love to help you. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> So, uh, I, I just want to mention this. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because Nikki G is really funny. Uh, he calls in every week and gives us something to laugh at or moan, at, moan and laugh at. So uh, I want to remind you about uh, Nikki G's podcast, uh, which I, I, I forget about so much. I, I apologize, Nikki G. You've done so much for us. 
So, uh, the, and we'll remind you of uh, this uh, JTS sensation, Nikki G, and his 10-minute off-road podcast. It's the podcast for those with short attention spans. <laughs> I think that's everybody, ever since the MTV. So, you know, maybe you don't have a Jeep podcast. That's fine, as long as there is a Jeep somewhere in the background, we'll have you on. That's that's the only qualifier that we have. There has to be a Jeep related in the story someplace. You owned a Jeep, uh, you're, uh, you have some sort of uh, Jeep story. Uh, hell, maybe you were on a movie set and you drove a, a, a Jeep Cherokee around while trying to save your daughter. Okay, anybody know what movie that is? Because, you know, when you're, a, when you're a Jeeper, you see these things in movies and go, oh, look at that, they're driving a Jeep. So, uh, you know, you know how to do it. Just contact us, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, reach out to us and we will get you set up for an interview on the Jeep Talk Show. Happy to do it. Happy to help you promote uh, your stuff here on our show with our listeners. Hey, coming up next week, Justin Murray from the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> this will be a lot of fun hearing uh, the ins and the outs of the uh, the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. And uh, especially if you're going or maybe you're thinking about going because uh, it is a big event. I remember when I first met uh, Larry, uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, team member, uh, Larry uh, from uh, JeepingMo.com. Uh, uh, the first time I met him in person was at a local uh, Jeep event here in uh, the Houston area. And uh, I asked him, I said, so, and I, I don't think I'd ever been to a Jeep event uh, in, in the past. It was my first one. It was local. I should go, right? So uh, I asked him what he thought about the event because I thought it was pretty nice. And the words out of his mouth was, oh, it's very nice, but it's nothing compared to the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. So Larry gets out to a lot of these things. He takes his uh, his big dog uh, Duke with him, and of course Larry was uh, uh, at uh, EGS 2023 uh, with us uh, this year. So it was uh, it was fun. It was fun seeing uh, Larry, but I always like uh, uh, petting Duke and uh, seeing him come back on me a little bit whenever he's whenever he doesn't know who it is that's uh, patting him on the back. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to give a big thank you to our special guests for joining us today and sharing their knowledge and experience with the Jeep community. We truly appreciate your time and insights. And remember, if you want to listen to past episodes, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform or the Jeep Talk Show app or on our website at jeeptalkshow.com. And if you have any Jeep-related questions or topics you'd like for us to cover, feel free to reach out to us on social media or email, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And just another quick reminder about Patreon. Yeah, we're pushing this thing pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber if you've gotten any info or entertainment. Now 13 years of publication. Man, I need to do a calculation and, and find out what that five bucks is divided by, uh, what is this? We were on episode 802, 801, some of the day. So do that. Somebody do the math. I think that's like, uh, we're, we're probably paying you. It's so little. <laughs> so until next time, keep on jeeping and we'll see you on the trails. Broadcasting since 2010.